You're listening to Sports Source, a Cavalier Radio podcast, with your hosts, John Williams and Josh Sanchez. You're right, you are tuned into Sports Source. And this is the Sports Source podcast for the first time yep, yep. ever. I'm John Williams. I'm here with Josh Mike Sanchez. Co-host. Yeah, Josh, how are we doing, man? I'm doing good. I've been uh been running around all over the place. Been driving to UD, Philly, Cabrini. I've been all over the place. I've I've pretty much already filled up my gas tank once already. So yeah, it has been it's been interesting, but it's been a lot of fun. So classes started here at Cabrini University this past week. Uh, Josh has a very exciting internship. Uh, so, Josh, you want to just uh, fill the people in on what you're doing? Yeah, of course. So what I'm doing is I got the internship for ABC News. I, it kind of came all unexpected because I was supposed to be the sports director here in the fall, and I was getting ready for that. I, I literally emailed David Howell, too. I was about to schedule like when we're going to start calling games. And then all of a sudden, I ABC hit me up. Because I, I did apply. I applied for ABC, NBC. I, play, I applied for a lot of internships. And I put in my resume and stuff like that. And then they randomly just just hit me up and they said, uh, can you come for an interview? So I go into the interview around like late July. And uh, me and nine other people, we sat and we actually gave like our elevator speech in front of, in front of uh, the interns. They took four out of ten. And of course, the lady in front of me, she literally talked about how she's been an intern for Fox 29. She's been an intern for New York. She went to New York for a whole semester. And the whole time she's going on and on. I'm like, I'm like, this woman, can you just, I'm like, can you shut up? Like, I'm, I'm like, you're making me look so bad. And then he was like, what do you do? I said, I do radio. And I, they're like, do you do video editing? I said, I have, I know the basics of it. Like, I know Adobe Premiere and Final Cut, but I'm not advanced at all, but then I talked about how how like I want to spread positivity to the world and just motivate people to achieve their best and and then I ended up getting that I, I I was surprised when I got the email saying that I got and I got it they also gave me the phone call too I was work at a summer camp in the summertime so I was fired up the kids had a lot of fun watching me yell and scream <laughs> so uh, yeah and, and what I'm doing to answer your question what I'm doing is I'm working on this school uh, not the school the show my fault called High School Huddle. And it airs on ABC News after the 11 o'clock news on Fridays. So it's probably going to be around like midnight. And uh, what we do is we're going to go around high schools. We're going to shoot film. We're going to edit, create little promos. What I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and interview some athletes to the side while everyone else is videotaping it so we can add it on SportsSource. I think it would be cool to get a couple high school athletes because who knows? It's Philadelphia, so there might be a couple stars brooming. That's right. But, um. But yeah, and then um, I go there Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Pretty much what I do on Tuesdays is I'll call the high schools to confirm if the game's still going down for Friday. And then I just help out other producers. Like on a Thursday, I, I went on two shoots. We we I worked on this one show, FYI. I helped with like lighting, even though I'm not really the best at it. I, he just told me to hold a reflector, and I, and I held a reflector. <laughs> and then I transcribed some videos. So it's, it's, been, it's been fun. So... Just got to wait and see what happens, though. It's going to be a long, long semester. It is, but you know what? It's going to be worth it. Well, of course, SportsSource puts you on the map, Josh. I'm going to take full credit for <laughs> everything uh, that you are uh, I, succeeding with right I, I now. Mean, I mean, you're also an intern, too. You can. Yeah, so uh, I have a couple of gigs right now going. Um, so this past week, I started an internship as a digital media intern with 97.3 ESPN in Atlantic City. Um, so basically just, uh, helping out around the studio, transcribing interviews and eventually hopefully contributing to their website, um, and stuff like that. And then, uh, just yesterday afternoon, I got a call, um, from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Um, and they offered me after a couple of interviews, I applied for their social media internship, but, uh, after talking to, um, the person in charge of social media and uh, public relations there, uh, Russ, uh, he said that I'd probably be better suited for the public relations internship, and he offered that to me. So I'll be there too, writing some featured articles for uh, Lehigh Valley, Valley Fandom's website. 
um, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited. Sports Source is taking off, man. Of course. Just Cavalier Radio in general. Yes. Like, Ashley Serzega, who was a host here last semester, she is working full-time for WIP right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, as a sales assistant. Hopefully, uh, she'll move into the digital media yeah. realm soon enough. Yeah, and we also saw the picture with Dion and uh, Wisa. They're working together at Boom. Yeah, Boom Radio 1. Wow. Yeah. So, listen... Half of the exec staff last year is working in pro radio. Cavalier radio, We man. got another two from this. I'm still going to count you as this year's exec. Okay. But we got another two on the way here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cavalier radio, if you want to bust your butt, you can put yourself on the map. And you know what? That's what you know. the fam has done. Yeah, no. Past couple of weeks, Jill, right? Jill has to. Be, Jill has to feel proud. Oh, Jill, of course, she's ecstatic. <laughs> I was actually talking to her before the show, so I mean, she couldn't be happier for all of us. It's like her. It's like her kids. They're all going out into the world. Yes. And if, for those of you who don't know, Jill Smith is our uh, GM here at Cavalier Radio eighty nine one WIBF FM. And uh, yeah, no, she is ecstatic for all of us. And I mean, she's a, been a great mentor for these past three years, going on four for me, two going on three for yep. you. So, um, you know, shout out to Jill. She's the bomb. Yep. And like, I remember going through training. Like, it's crazy to think how much different, like, how, like, what a year makes. Like, yeah, not like, even do, yeah, do like four months. Yeah. Like, like this time last year. I literally, it was my first semester with Cavalier Radio, so I was going through training. Like, I, I did a podcast with Dante, and, and me and him were kind of, like, we got, I, I kind of had a feel for it, but, like, I know, like, to sit up here and, and like, actually think, like, a year later, I got an internship for, like, a legit company, like, one of the best companies, and, to like, see where, where everyone else is going, seeing Wiso, seeing Dion, seeing you doing your thing. Again, like it all comes down to surrounding yourself with people that motivate you to push you to get better. And I, I give a lot of credit to Cavalier Radio with taking me like and pushing me hard. Like Jill, Jill was never demanding. So it wasn't like it was like Jill Sargent, but it was just like giving me the freedom to have my own sports show and to meet new people, meet Pat, meet meet you, John, and meet others. And it just connect and just grow with the people. Like it's all it all it's crazy how success works. Success works if, like, if you surround yourself with positive-minded people, people that are going to motivate you and people that are going to push you to get your best, to achieve your best, then you are going to achieve your best. I've, I've seen so many times people get in the right direction, but then your friends just put them down or their, their girlfriend puts them down or something like that. You want to, for every people that you meet, you want them to push you. You want them to, you want to be going forward. You never want to take steps back. And I've seen so many people taking steps back either because of the friends that they're with, again, the girlfriend that they're with, the boyfriend that they're with. And it's 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 sad, but I mean, hey, we all live one life and that's just whether or not how you live it, that's up to you. Yep. And like you said, you just gotta work your butt off, put the right people around you, and good things will happen. Now, Cabrini is not paying us to make us say all this oh, wonderful yeah. stuff. You're right. But, uh, and, it's the truth, though. Uh, you know, this this school, this station has done a lot for us. And, uh, you know, hopefully when we're graduated, uh, me after this year and Josh after next year, yep. you know, we'll pay it forward. Um, but as for this show, so you know Sports Source as the two-hour radio show on uh, WIBF. And now, so Josh is in the class, so... You can't have the radio show. But we figured it would probably be better to go to the podcast route. Yeah. Because that way we can kind of have more freedom with how often we do it, um, who we talk to, um, how long we talk about certain subjects, kind of do our own thing, but also promote the Cavalier Radio yeah. brand. Um, I'll have shows starting next week, the whole 10 yards, my show from freshman and sophomore year is going to come back but with a twist we're going to deal a lot more with cabrini sports um so that will be interesting as well and then at some point i'm going to have a traditional rock radio show the okay. rock block 
and uh, we haven't ironed out. Cool. It's gonna be great. I haven't ironed out what day it's gonna be yet, but I'll let you guys know uh, next show. But with these changes, so you're gonna still get your favorite segments. We're still doing your weasel of the week. We're still gonna do your good apple of, of the course. week. We're gonna add a few as well. Today we're gonna debut a, a new segment. But first, let's get to the Eagles. Yep. It's almost Eagle season, baby. Next of week. The next, next Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so six days from now. Six days from now, Eagles will take this on Friday. Uh, Friday morning. Yeah. Friday Eagles afternoon. recap, of course. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Eagle season, baby. I was going to wear my Fletcher Cox jersey today, <laughs> but I was like, ah, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm you playing save it for in next a, week. I'm playing in this huge outdoor gaming tournament with Ashley's family tomorrow. So last year I wore my Heath Miller jersey, and as much as I love Heath, as much as I love him, that jersey brings me no luck. I, I didn't qualify for Cornhole, and that's depressing you, because you didn't Cornhole qualify is my for, game. For Cornhole? Cornhole is my game. Like that that's just how it is. Like I was born I was put on this earth to play cornhole. And I did not qualify. So last night with my fantasy draft, my good luck jersey yeah. is my Drew Brees jersey. Ah. So I wore my Saints, man. I, I listen, I don't like the Saints, but Drew Brees is my favorite quarterback of all time. So I Purdue. Had, Purdue. Yeah. I had to wear that jersey. My team does not look great though. So, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, back to the Eagles. So, Doug Peterson has a decision to make. He has to choose between starting Carson Wentz, who's coming off major surgery with his uh, ACL, or Nick Foles, who's played, like, absolute trash in the preseason, to start next week. Now, I think the only reason you did not trade Nick Foles was to have Carson uh, just a safety net for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Now, by all accounts and measures, Carson Wentz looks phenomenal in practice. Marcus Hayes of the Philadelphia Inquirer said that he has not seen Carson Wentz look this good in practice. But the caveat to that is it's just practice. You're not going out there. You're not taking hits from anybody. You can't practice for a game situation. You know, you can develop your craft the best you can in practice, but until you are in the trenches, you don't know how your body's going to react. Yeah, just just ask Andrew Luck a couple weeks ago. Like, he made his preseason debut. I mean, I, I get it. Andrew Luck hasn't played football for, like, a, almost two, like years. two years. But he looked a little bit rusty. I mean, there's still flashes of Andrew Luck. And I think as the season goes along, I don't think the Colts will make the playoffs this year, but I think that they're going to take big steps forward and especially with Andrew Luck, I think Andrew Luck is going to really elevate his game in the second half of the season. I think he's really going to start doing good. Exactly. So I think, for me personally, there's no point in starting Carson once week one. Yeah, I, I, Listen, I, I, if, you, if you take the L against the uh, the Falcons, I'm saying the Hawks, you take the loss against the Falcons, you know what? It sucks, but it is what it is. It's one game. Week one is the least important game of the season. That's just literally what it is. You literally kept Nick Foles on this team to start week one. And if you start him and not Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz gets 10 extra days of rest and recovery time before he needs to suit up for a game. So you're giving him an extra 10-day cushion. And listen, the first week of the season, the offenses are usually not at, like, the. they're all rusty for all of them. I mean, Matt Ryan didn't have that many reps, if at Oh, I don't even know if he had any reps in the preseason. So it's going to be a defensive, low-scoring game. At that point, just put Nick Foles in. All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, pretty much what I'm going to see is like I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like Wentz's recovery has been extraordinary because he he literally tore his ACL and I believe he tore his his LCL or something. MCL like that. maybe, yeah. yeah, something around there. So he tore two ligaments in his knee in like around November. Around like, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, around like late November, around like that time period. Yeah. And the fact that he is this head of schedule, like I thought coming into the season he was going to at least miss half of the season, at least eight games, only because that's a year process of injury. Like it's a year recovery. It's not like he tore his ACL in the beginning of the year. Like that's what most players do. But like to come back this fast, like I was watching videos of him and his footwork. His footwork looks sharp. Obviously, I would like to see. I would. I would want to see Nick Foles start the, at least the first month of the season, three, four games, 
And to make matters worse, like Jeffrey, he's also out for the first two, three weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles play in the beginning of the year. But I look at our schedule. We got we got the Falcons, and that's going to be a tough game. And then we got the we got Tampa Bay, and then I believe we have Tennessee or something like that. We have I I, I made a spreadsheet the other day, so I shouldn't know this. I literally did all the Eagles. I did the whole Eagles schedule. So that's what I usually do. Like before week one, I put I print out all the schedules. Yep, it's the uh, they got the Falcons. So they got the Falcons. The Bucks on the road. Bucks on the road. Colts at home. Colts. That's what it was. Colts. That's what it was. Yes. Colts. So like our our beginning of the season is not. Like it's not that hard, so I, I would I would expect Nick Foles to start Falcons, Falcons, Colts, and Tampa Bay. Then I think Carson Wentz comes back Week Four, and then we're set for the rest of the year. I could even see Carson Wentz come. I think Carson Wentz should be good for the Colts game. Yeah, I mean, and listen, the Colts defense. Yeah, it's pretty. It's bad. nothing to you know be scared of. Let's be honest here. The Bucks, like, all right, fine. You're going on the road. If you want to play Carson. Like then fine, but like Nick Foles could beat the Bucks. Yeah, especially with that Jameis Winston throwing the ball. I think, who's their starter right now? Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I think Jameis. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he's going to be suspended for four games. For four games, yeah. And I think the problem with Jameis Winston is, I feel like he's just a product of of trying to do too much and not being himself. I think he's just an idiot. Well, yeah, I, I feel I feel like he's trying to be someone that he's not. Like I, I see that a lot in him. I don't even know. I, I think he does want to, like, be the cool guy in the room. But listen, you're 20-something years old. You're an NFL player. You're a role model for some kids. And you act like nothing but a jackass. And he's done the same stuff since he was in college. So, like, you know, for me, I, I feel no sympathy towards him. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, think, I don't care honestly, either. He is, last year, he was so bad that, honestly, if the Bucks were to cut him, are they that much worse? Like, he was awful. And he has Mike Evans. He has Deshaun Jackson. He has Goodwin, who's going to be one of the up-and-coming receivers in the league. Like, he's got some good pieces around him. And he was awful. He was. He was awful. So, I, I think he's maybe slightly better than a replacement level at this point. So, that's something the Bucks need to think about. And it sucks that he was the first pick. But sometimes you got to change. If something's not working, you can't just keep going because the idea at the time was good. Sometimes the execution is like fine, but like you know, the afterwards the after effects are not. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I, I just think the problem is I feel like because Jameis Winston, he was he was he was solid in college. He won a, he won a national championship for crying out loud. He was extraordinary in college. He was good. He literally carried Florida State to that victory over Auburn. And I just feel like he he got big and the spotlight got big to the point now where it's taken over and he's no longer there was the same player that can match that spotlight. I feel like he's taken steps back a lot since joining since being in the NFL. I feel like he had the talent and had the potential there. Then I feel like it was just too big of a stage for him. Mm-hmm. And I and I think some sometimes players are just like they get into the spotlight. Like like have you have you heard of Odell's recent comments? How I felt like. How he feels like he's like the monkey in the, like in a zoo, or like he's like the animal in the zoo, and he's like, hey, hey like we like, and, and people just watch him perform. Yeah, like, like I feel like with Jameis Winston, like he had it, and I feel like now that the spotlight and the fame sort of, and I feel like it took over, and I feel like he can't control it anymore. Yeah, so that that's why I feel like he's. Like he's taking steps back, and he should be taking steps forward, which is disappointing. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yeah, not our so problem. It. Yeah, it's not our problem. He was my quarterback in fantasy last year, and that, my friend, was oh, my yeah, problem. Yeah. All right, so we talked about what we think the Eagles should do. Josh, what do you think Doug's going to do? I think what Doug Peterson's going to do is I think he's going to start Nick Foles in the regular season. Don't rush. Don't rush. Don't rush. My fault. Carson Wentz. Let Carson Wentz recover, even though I know it's going to stink. Because Carson Wentz wants to play week one. He does. And based off the practice videos and stuff, he looks ready. But don't rush it. Wait, again, like play against Atlanta. Play against, at least play two games. Then let Carson, depending on how the two games go, then let Carson Wentz come in. Because if we win the first two games, 
And then honestly, I, th- I think we, he doesn't play against Indianapolis either if we win the first two games. And if we're three and zero, then I, like it, like you just ride the ship and just give Carson Wentz enough time to recover as much as possible because once he's back, he's going to be back to his MVP form. I already see it. Yeah, and he I, has that. My fault. He has yeah. that will to be great. Mm-hmm. He has that if factor, like, and and that's something that's going to separate him from the rest of the pack. He's not just physically strong; he's mentally strong. A lot of players. That's what separates the good players from the great players. The great players are mentally strong. The good players are good physically, but they're not strong enough mentally. Yeah, no, you're right. And the Eagles. I mean, listen, the Falcons are a good team. That's not going to be the easiest matchup. But you got the Bucks week two. You got the Colts. At home, week three, and then you got the Titans, who, like, the Titans really scare you? No, No. they don't. That's a pretty easy first four weeks. And then it gets tough. You got the Vikings, you got the Giants, who, listen, the Giants are going to be a lot better this year. Yeah, they are. People are are healthy. They got Saquon, who's going to be a beast. I don't don't think they'll make the playoffs because their schedule is really hard. I mean, they also added Nate Soldier, the Patriots offensive soldier. Yeah, he's... He is he is very underrated. He literally has been protecting Tom Brady's backside, blindside for the past like three, four years. And his backside, yeah. for that matter. Um, and then the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Cowboys. Who's like whatever. The Saints, Giants again. Like that's a beast. That's a beast of like a middle part of your schedule. So the Eagles, I I do see the urgency that they. Probably will feel to get wins early on. Yeah. But you have a chance. You're the better team. You're the Eagles with everybody healthy, with Carson Wentz healthy when Alshon Jeffries comes back. The Eagles are the best team in football. So they have a very good chance at winning any of those games, especially the ones at the link. So I think you gotta take it cautious. Cautiously, mm-hmm. these first couple weeks, especially just week one, play fulls. Carson Wentz gets ten days off. You reevaluate the situation then. If you don't think you can go against the Bucks, fine. That's another seven days. We'll let them play against the Colts week three at home. Yep. I agree. I, bada I feel bing, like that's been happening. Yep. And, I, and again, I'm not really the big preseason panic type of person. I'm like, it's preseason. Like, the Browns went 4-0 last preseason, and then they ended up losing all 16 games. You want to know the funny thing about that? So the, there's two teams yeah. in NFL history that have gone 0-16. Both of them went four and zero in the preseason. <laughs> the Lions in 08. and yep. then yeah, okay, yep. And I the know. Eagles went zero and four in preseason last year, right? Ah, uh, no, no, no. I don't know if they went zero and four, but this preseason, did, did we lose to the Jets yesterday? Yeah, we did, right? I didn't. Uh, I don't. I don't watch the preseason because it's the preseason. No, no, nah, they won ten to nine. Yeah, we came back. Listen, came you want to hear win. these two riveting scores? So week three of the preseason, five nothing Browns, not five nothing Indians over the Phillies, five nothing Browns, and then ten to nine, Eagles over the Jets. Baseball scores. Baseball scores. Literally baseball scores. You are correct. Awful. That can, yeah, that can transition to our <laughs> next topic. Look at that. You see, we are learning how to transition. We're learning things, guys. This is great. The Phillies meet a late lead. Because obviously you guys have not met, or if you have met, you do not like each other. Because the Phillies continuously are giving up these late leads and blowing games. Look at their bullpen recently. Even I'll throw their starters into the fire here too. In the last seven days, Pat Neshek has thrown a third of an inning and gave up a run. Sir Anthony Dominguez has thrown two and two third innings and given up three runs. Even the starters have been bad. Arietta's given up four runs in three of his last four starts. Pavetta's been terrible. Zach Eflin, terrible. Tommy Hunter's given up two runs in his last four innings. Like Vinny Velasquez, he's been like, all right. It's basically the Aaron Nola show. And then when Nola's off the mound, the Phillies can't you know, hold on to leads or just not give up runs in general. And then the offense isn't good enough to make up for the the uh, the pitching. So the Phillies are dropping really quickly here. Josh, are do they still have a chance at the postseason at this point? I I think with with Aaron Nola's as your ace, you you still will have a chance. Do I do I see them making the postseason? No, I don't. I think that they were they are going to be. I feel like they're more. They remind me of like the 2016 Eagles. 
They're they're almost there. They have they have a star. Now that was our goal this season was to have find someone that can emerge as a star. And we have a star in Aaron Nola. He is an absolute tank. And I, in my opinion, I think he should win the Cy Young. He has outdueled Max Scherzer now back to back starts. He should have won uh, when they when they played the Nationals. But of course, they're they're dumb. There they're goes stupid. the bullpen. They're stupid closer. Gave up a two-run home run to Anthony Rendon. I remember that game. I watched it. And uh, Aaron Nola has literally, like, he he has, and honestly, his last start against the Nationals, the, it was because of Carlos Santana that two runs scored. Only one of the runs should have scored, not two. But but anyway, like, Aaron Nola, he's outdoed Max Scherzer on back-to-back starts. So I think he should have the nod over that. He, uh, and, and also the Phillies ha- are in better position than the Nationals. His only got competition is Jacob DeGrom, and honestly, Jacob DeGrom, he has truly been amazing. And honestly, I feel bad for him, but if he doesn't get 10 wins... See, but I think wins in baseball is like... You, you need, I think to, get, it's you like need plus, to have some wins. I think it's like plus minus in hockey. If you're on a good team, you're going to get yeah. wins. If you're on a good team, you're going to get a good plus minus rating, but if you're on a bad team, you're going to get an awful I mean, plus minus rating, you're going to get awful win totals. I like like I, I, yeah. DeGrom has been I was telling you this before yeah. the show, Josh. So, I think DeGrom is the Cy Young favorite. He should win the Cy Young. He has just been like he's been unbelievable. Like this is one of the better pitching performances in the last 10 years. Yeah. If there was a pitcher though, to be in the conversation for NL MVP, it's Aaron Nola. And honestly, like who who is like the leading candidate for NL MVP? Yeah, no, and and that that's tough right now too. Is it like Freddie Freeman? I don't know. I, I got to do more research when it comes to the to ML, the MLB MVP. But in terms of Aaron Nola, I look at it as I get it. Wins are like plus minus, but I mean, and I know and I know Felix Hernandez won it one year when he only had twelve wins. But I look at it as you look at the other pitchers that are in the competition. Like Max Scherzer is on a five hundred team, five hundred win team right now. Yeah, but that doesn't really affect Cy Young. Cy Young is the best pitcher. Like MVP is the best. Like who is most valuable to a winning team? I like, I think Aaron Nola is the like if like I said Degrom. You know he can't make the Mets look great. Like he. You can't. But if it wasn't for Nola, the Phillies would be like 10 games under 500 right now. Yeah. So in the MVP race, yes. But it's strictly who's like in a vacuum. Who do you want to start tonight? I'm taking DeGrom. I, 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 get, I, get, I get your logic when it comes to that. But again, I look at it as you got to have some form of wins. There's a reason why. I, and and, and it's, it stinks because his ERA is under two, which is historic. He's had over like 230 strikeouts already. He's been straight up filthy. I literally saw him pit, throw a complete game, one run allowed, nine innings uh, last weekend. So trust me, I know he is an absolute beast. But I look at the other pitchers that he's going up against. You have Max Scherzer, who literally has double his win total. And he's on a 500-win team. You have Aaron Nola, who's, who should be 16-3. and three. But he's fifteen and three, has an ERA uh, almost around under two, like Degrom. Yeah. Same with Scherzer. Scherzer's ERA, like it, like it's not like Scherzer and Nola have like thirteen wins and have like an ERA over over like two point five. Like they're really close to Degrom or Degrom, whatever his name is. Degrom. Degrom. So I was right the first time. So like I look at it as it's just a really close race, and you got to pitch in some wins at some point. You got to have some. Like, there's a reason why you still lose the game, even though I know... It's the bullpen. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally it's the, the bullpen. bullpen you know how between many, the bull, Like, that's what... Nola should have, like, 17, 18 yeah, wins. And I don't know what the stats are, but, like, in, you know, the case for the Grom, like, how many times did he lose one nothing? You're right. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I disagree with, with that, but, I, listen... I don't think there's any debate. It's those two. And yeah. if it's not one of those two, one's a Cy Young, whoever voted for the other person should be removed from yeah. voting eligibility. Like seeing That's literally like, what it is. Like I like I like at first it was DeGrom, Scherzer, then Nola. But after these past two starts, Nola has outperformed Max Scherzer in back to back starts. Yeah. He's gone deeper than him in both starts. Well, I know this last start, I think they went the same, but but again, like he literally threw eight shutout innings against the Nationals in Washington when the Phillies won two nothing. 
Then his last start, he went seven, gave up one run. He gave up two runs, but one was earned. So, like, he out, and Scherzer only won five innings that game. So, like, he yeah. he has outpitched him in back-to-back starts. So, he definitely should be ahead of him. Yeah. So, the Phillies right now, somehow the, uh, you know, the Atlanta Braves just keep trucking. They're three games ahead of the Phillies right now. So, and the Phillies are so three games out of the division and three games out of the last wild card right now. The Cardinals are in the first wild card. Then the Milwaukee Brewers are in the second wild card. The uh, Rockies are two games behind. Dodgers two and a half games. Yeah. Phillies three games. And everybody else is pretty much out of the race. But so this is what the season's going to come down to. It's going to come down to September 20th through 23rd when the Phillies have a four game set in Atlanta. And then we also have. And then the last three games of the season are at Citizens Bank Park against the Braves. Those games are going to be huge. Yes. And you know, the Phillies had that deal is like the $12 you get a ticket to the game and a food voucher. Josh, as long I know the 28th, I can't go, but the 30th and the 29th, we're there. All right. We're there. Those are huge. And listen, if the Phillies, and we'll talk about this on a future pod, I'm sure. But if the Phillies don't make the playoffs, listen. It's not a failure. It is not. The improvement, you're nine games over 500 right now. Yeah. How many games under 500 were you last year? Yeah, we only won like 65 games last year. You got a like key that. free agent in Jake Arrieta to come here. And then now, you're going to be in the hunt for Bryce Harper. You're going to be in the hunt for Clayton Kershaw. You're going to be in the hunt for Manny Machado. You got to upgrade that bullpen. I think the Yankees are going to be looking to move Dylan Batances because he uh, his contract's up at the end of the year, and there was this whole huge contract controversy the last time where he was uh, arbitration eligible. It was got really, really ugly with the owner basically saying that you know he wasn't worth much and saying all these other really stupid, insensitive comments in public. I think the Phillies should trade for Batances. But that's another... We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk time. about it later. So, we got the Phillies covered, right? So we And we got the Eagles covered. So, our other favorite team. Not much is going on in Sixerland right now. So, on our show prep, we want to talk about this Joel Embiid Player Tribune article. But before we do that, I just wanted to talk real quick about this general manager thing. Because the Sixers still do not have a general manager yes. in place. Mark Eversley and his group are kind of like the acting general managers. And Josh Harris basically came out and said the other day to, uh, I think it was ESPN. He said, listen, like, we are not going to hire just anybody. We're waiting till somebody exceptional comes out. And I'm paraphrasing. But the Sixers are probably not going to get that until after this season ends. So, Josh, are you comfortable going into the year with Brett Brown still being the vice president of player uh, of the organization? I guess I think that's his uh, title, the acting vice president. Are yeah. you comfortable with that? I'm comfortable with it now, only because Brett Brown he's been there for now like four, four, five years now, so he knows he knows. Like the Sixers business, he knows the city. He's been coaching. I, I, I also, I'm a little bit concerned only because I feel like it might be a little bit too much responsibility that's, for him. That's my worry because, like, I know Greg Popovich. I know he's also has some management, like some office position as well. Yeah, but they have R.C. Buford as yeah, the yeah, GM. Yeah. He yeah. does like the the most of the the bulk of the work outside of the game. Yeah, and like when we all we already noticed in Philly, like we already gave we, we tried to give a coach power once in football and Chip Kelly, and we all knew how that worked well, he's out. He's insane. So, that's, so that's yeah, of course, but. Yeah, he is really insane. But um, so I, I am a little bit concerned, but I feel I feel like it's only for it's only temporary, and honestly, like our team is pretty much solid. Like like, do we need to get a free agent? Yeah, but I mean, I like I like the Chandler acquisition. I think he's going to do really good. He's very underrated. It's only because he plays in Denver, so no one really talks about Denver like that. Yeah, part of the Carmelo Anthony yeah. trade, which feels like many moons ago. Exactly. So, so I feel I feel like he's going to be a good fit. 
So I I I I I I I I'm just I'm excited for the season. Like you see, I mean, Embiid and Simmons, and and Fultz, they're gonna really need to develop. Like we have our core. Like it's not like we're looking, we're in dire need for someone. We're we're fine right now. We're fine where we're at. We got JJ. We got others. We have a good. We have a solid core going. Now we just need to get them to the point where they take the next steps. Like they, I don't want to see our star players settle. I want to see them strive for greatness and, and and do whatever it takes. That's what separates the good players from the great players. Yep. Like I'm. Ha- that's why I'm happy we didn't get Wiggins because Wiggins is is content. He's content with, his, with, with being with, with being the third second option on a team. Whereas Embiid yeah. and Simmons, they want to get better. Exactly. And also, didn't Ben Simmons break up with uh, Kylie yeah. Jenner? Yeah. So 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 it's a win. Bye, Kardashians. Bye bye. See, you, in see you later. See you in hell. <laughs> Ben Simmons <laughs> the is curse. free. The curse. He's free. He's free. The curse is away. So I'm all I happy. Did, the last thing I needed was Ben Simmons turning into Chris Humphreys. Oh, my goodness. That was the last thing I needed. Or Tristan Thompson, for that matter. Last thing I needed. So, anyway, well, I'm going to mention that again a little bit later in the show, foreshadowing <laughs> over here a little bit. But Joe Embiid, his Player Tribune article, if you haven't read it yet, it is, it is something else. He basically talks about um, how he started playing basketball, um, and when he came over to the states for high school, how he didn't know the language, he didn't really know the game, he was awful at basketball. My favorite antidote from the story, and you could read it at playertribute.com. He talks about, you know, I want in high school, I wanted to you know develop my game a little bit better. So he talks about, all right, well, I, he wanted to learn how to shoot a three. So he goes on YouTube and he searches something along the lines of just like, uh, you know, how to shoot a three, like a tutorial. And he like, found some stuff, but nothing like great. Then he did uh, like the, search like the perfect three-point form. Again, did nothing like tremendous. So Embiid, the third thing he, he searched was white men shooting three pointers, <laughs> and that is how he it's, learned it's the truth, though. It's how the to truth. shoot three pointers. It's the truth. Like I, I don't want to sound stereotypic, but you know, you know, when you're at the courts and you see a white guy having a shooter sleeve, has his basketball shorts on, has the high socks, you know, and and if he's playing with like a bunch of like tall, athletic, like basketball players and he's sort of like the the short white guy that's like there you know that he has a jumper and you need to guard him like it, it, it's i'm going to sound stereotypical here but come on let's be honest here let's yeah be honest. no it's great um real quick just a bit of a breaking news kind of thing into uh my iphone so the eagles have cut christian hackenberg Oh goodness! So garbage last night. Oh my goodness! <laughs> He's terrible. He was so bad. And then I know Brett Selleck also announced his retirement earlier today. That's right. So uh, I thought he did that like a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. Me and, me and you. I think. I, think I guess it was just like when they, they got cut. But yeah, nah. Yeah, because we knew he was done. Because like, he literally spent his whole career or yeah in Philadelphia. Who was gonna sign? Him yeah, no one was gonna age. sign him. Yeah. So you know, congrats on a great career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ended Brent. up on top. He's uh one of the, he's he's like the uh, Eagles version of Heath Miller. Yeah. So I respect that. Um, but yeah, now Embiid's article, check it out. It is hysterical. It shows why besides T.J. McConnell, he's my favorite athlete <laughs> in the world right now. Of course. So, all right, time to debut one of the n- new segments to the show. It's called. The hot take segment. We actually we don't have a good name for it yet, but we'll, we'll think of something. Yeah, we need to make right? a promo for it too. We, so we, we yeah, we need to make a promo. We got to do all that kind of stuff still. So you it's know. the first show, so, so we're still. Yeah, listen, I literally, yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get everything taken care of very soon. So, Josh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Because I have mine already. Yeah, you can go first for your hot take. All right, my hot take is in some. In prime fantasy football drafting mode, I think my hot take, bold prediction, is Odell Beckham finishes as the number one receiver in fantasy. For whatever reason, I don't know why he's dropping in drafts, but he's going as like the fourth or fifth receiver. Like, this dude's a freak. 
He's healthy. He's motivated. He has that contract now. And I think he's going to want to play every second to cash in on every ounce of that paycheck. He is a monster. Eli, all he has to do is just chuck it up. And now they have another huge option on that offense in Saquon Barkley. So, not in years past, Odell would still finish in the top 10. And he'd literally, you know, the ball is going to Odell because who else do they have? Now they're going to have a run game. And now they're going to have a little bit better of an offensive line with Nate Soldier. So Eli's going to have more time. And when Eli has time in the pocket, that's when he plays well. I think this is going to be Eli's best season in the last five or six years, too. Um, but, yeah, so I, Odell is going to be a monster in fantasy, especially PPR this year. I drafted him in my auction draft, one of my few good picks, because I spent way too much money way too early on okay. him and Kareem Hunt. And I took a big risk on Josh Gordon, by the way. I guess that could be my other hot take. I'll have a two for right now. I think Josh Gordon, if he plays 14 games, honestly, if he, pay, if he plays 12 games this year, I think he's a top 10 receiver in PPR. Okay. I think he's a monster. But, right. yeah, no, that's what I got. Josh, what do you got? All right, so my hot take, I'm sticking with football. I think this year's I'm – trying, I'm trying to put this in the words. I think this year's AFC Championship game – I think the Patriots are not going to be a part of it. I honestly, oh wow, okay. yeah, this, this is my bold statement. I think, I think that it's going to be Texans versus Jaguars if they, if they don't play with each other. If they don't if they don't play against each other in the uh, divisional round, I think it's going to be them in the championship game. Oh wow! And I honestly think I think okay. those those are the two teams that I think that can challenge the Patriots. I don't. I'm not a believer in the Steelers. Only because I feel like the Steelers, they talk trash. They never back it up. I don't listen. I'm I, a Steelers fan. And I don't believe in the Steelers. So I think I'm with I, you on that. I think that the two teams that are that have a that have the chance to challenge New England is going to be the Jaguars and the Texans. I've always been a big Deshaun Watson guy ever since he's been drafted. I've you, me and you have had conversations. I said this man is legit, and I think he's going to take big steps. The Texans as a whole, they're all they're, they're getting all their players back. Last year they were hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Jaguars have that young core and that young DB core that reminds you of that Seattle core. So I think that those two teams, I think those when they play against each other this year, they're going to be classic games. And I honestly think that those two teams are going to prove to everyone that they are the two legit teams in the AFC. And I see them beating one. I see I see the Jaguars having a better chance of beating New England only because they got a taste of it last year. They got a taste of having they're the close. lead. And they got too con- they got too conservative, and they started yeah. handing the ball off. Like you have two timeouts with fifty seconds left, going into halftime. I get it, Blake Bortles is your quarterback, but at least take a chance. You gotta you gotta play a risk. Get those extra points. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm but, a big Doug Marone fan too. For what? Yeah, but he he was really conservative that game. Yeah, and that's what cost him. Yep. But anyway, I, I see the Jaguars and Texans being the two legit teams in the AFC this year. Then I have the Patriots and the Steelers coming in there. It's time. It's time for someone. It's time for a change, and I think this year you're going to start seeing that change in the AFC. Yeah, that's a really interesting. I I kind of agree with you. I I'll, I'll say this. I don't think the Steelers make it to the AFC championship. Yeah, I, I yeah. and I don't think the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl. But I do think the Patriots will be in the championship game against one of those two teams. Yeah. I'm just so weary about the. T- I think the Texans are the better team of them and the Jaguars, but it's just a matter of them staying healthy, and I do not feel confident in that. Now, now, a fantasy wide receiver you should draft that'll probably be in the in like the later rounds. William Will Will, Will Fuller. Fuller, yeah, because he was because, great with Deshaun Watson. Yes, and yeah, when he played with Deshaun, because I had him on my team, I had Fuller and Watson. It was over like six touchdowns in three weeks. Because he runs four three speed, so you have Fuller on one side, you have Hop- Hopkins on the other side, and I honestly think Hopkins, I, in my opinion, I think he's top three receiver right now. I think he's, yeah, I, I, he doesn't get enough credit because he's not, yeah. he hasn't really played on big games I'd say yet, three or four. But like his highlight reel, he literally mossed three Chiefs players in the end zone. I, I want you to look it up, and also his Christmas catch against the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers was uh, yep, just filthy. I remember that. No, no, so I. I do agree with you. So I'd say top three. He I, should be, but I, I get why people. He's on my top three, but I I get why people say like Odell and them because I, I look at what's happened recently. Like Odell just literally broke his ankle, so I have Odell at four. 
in my top five. I have Antonio Brown number one okay. because he deserves it. He that man's a workhorse. Most receptions in the NFL since like certain time period. Yeah. Then I have Julio only because Julio's played with messed up toes. He's played, but he's been always he's always been banged up all season, and he still has over fifteen hundred yards. He doesn't get enough. He didn't get a lot of touchdowns last year, and I get that. But that's due to Matt Ryan not not playing like his MVP form, and also Kyle Shanahan leaving as well. And then I have I then I have Hopkins at number three because I look at his talent and I look at the way how he makes his spectacular catches and the way how he impacts. You get like now with Deshaun Watson, they're gonna take big steps this year. And he was also getting a lot of touchdowns with T.J. Yates as his quarterback. He was still. Yeah. He was still a top three receiver even when the Sean Watson went down because with TJ Yates or whatever. Yeah, he's a monster. So, so yeah, and I then agree. I have Odell at four. I agree with Antonio at one. I'm gonna say Odell at two. Um, DeAndre at three. I am not a guy. I am not a huge Julio Jones fan in fantasy football. I understand. I, understand. I I think for the reasons you pointed out, actually, like he is a guy who has an inconsistent quarterback who has a lot of options. They like to run the ball too. Um and just in fantasy and then also he, you know, held out. I hate that. I hate that for what ha- could happen to a receiver. I think also you got to put DeVonte Adams up there as well. I think he could be a problem with that Jordan Nelson. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could definitely, I could I, definitely I'd rather see, have, yeah. I'd rather have him than Julio, to be honest with you. I mean, that I think Julio's gonna have a better year this year because they got Calvin Ridley now, and he's gonna, he's gonna be on the other side. I, I, another receiver to, the, that that's I would enough, not sleep on. But that's the thing, though. I'm worried that like Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Tevin Coleman, yeah, they're all gonna they, get there. They all there's so many mouths to feed there, and Julio's inconsistent at times in fantasy. And right. he's had a lot of injury concern too over the past couple of years, so I'm just I'm just worried about that. But listen, Julio is no doubt a top ten, probably top five receiver in fantasy. Okay. So all right, um, let's do our uh, good apples of the week. You want to go first? Uh, you can go first with this one. Okay, good apple, Mr. Ben Simmons. For ending it with Kendall Jenner. I don't know who ended it with who, but whoever ended it is the good apple. I'm going to give Ben the benefit of the doubt because I hate the Kardashians and everything they stand for. So, good for Ben. You're free. And uh, I can't wait to see those three-pointers this year, baby. Of course. All right, Josh. My good apple of the week, Aaron Nola. Because, again, (laughs) a lot lot of... I've I've really been admired on the way he's been pitching... All season long, this man has an ERA of 2.10, straight up filthy. He went up against one of the best pitchers, literally, what, two straight years? He's won the Cy Young and Max Scherzer, and he outdueled him in back-to-back starts. He's only 25 years old. He has a great future ahead of him. First first year as an all-star. The sky's the limits for him because, I, again, coming into the season, I, I said this is going to be a make-or-break year for him. It's a big year for him. I'm going to have another good apple as well. Michael Franco has also been playing really well since the All-Star break. He's batting over 300, and he's really he's really starting to play like he's supposed to be playing. So those two guys have been playing really good. So, But again, Aaron Nola, almost, he's going to get over 200 strikeouts this year. Right now he's around like 180, so he'll definitely get the 200 strikeouts. If his ERA stays like this and he gets to 18, 19 wins, definitely should be a, he's definitely my Cy Young. But mm-hmm. Yeah, so my weasel of the week, staying on this uh, team, is the Phillies bullpen. Like, come on, guys. What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Like, it's been really bad. And the Phillies, they have any, listen, they're only three games out, but if they want to come back and make the playoffs, they need their bullpen to be consistent. Yeah, because like you mentioned earlier about the offense, like they literally – like their offense is not it's not like the Astros where the Astros they, their offense bails out their bad bullpen. Mm. It's it's literally <clears throat> like the Phillies offense is a good offense, but it's just not there yet. They're lacking they're just lacking that one superstar player in the lineup. They have good solid players, but they don't have that like legit guy that's like yeah, every time he's up, he's going to probably hit a home run whenever he wants. Or yeah. he's probably going to get a hit whenever he wants. 
So that that's just the thing that we're lacking. But we have a young team, and I think eventually we'll get, we're going to get a couple players that are going to be like that. Definitely. All right, we got a weasel. Uh, weasel of the week. I got to think about the weasel of the week. Um, because a lot, just a lot of positivity has been going on because Odell got paid, Aaron Rodgers got paid. Um, definitely weasel of the week. I'll probably do Brett Hundley because I know he got traded. Yeah, him and uh, he got traded and Bridgewater. Uh, and Bridgewater got traded. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to put those two guys as our weasels only because Brett, Brett Hudley, he played so bad when Aaron Rodgers He's went terrible. down. He was terrible. And he, he only got traded for like a pick, too. So like, like a seventh-round pick. So, like, bye-bye, Brett Hundley. Your career is pretty much over. Adios. And the reason why I say Bridgewater... Only because he's with the Saints, and he's in terms of right now, he's not going to play. I love Drew, Bridgewater. I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I think though. he's a good quarterback, too. I, and I think eventually he'll prove all of us wrong. But right now, it, 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 you're going to be back up to Breeze for two years. That That's pretty – I mean, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'm back up to Drew Breeze. But you're not playing – you're not starting. And I know And I know deep down he wants to start. You know who he would have been perfect for? The Bucks. Yeah, it would have created an inter- it would have created inter- an interesting quarterback controversy because you have one guy that's positive minded, he's moving in the right direction, and you have another guy that has the talent, but he's just taking steps down week after week after week. So, it, I mean, you're right. Now, yeah. now I will say this though: I think out of all the rookie quarterbacks, I, I I'm really impressed with Sam Darnold from the Jets. Yes. I, I'm really impressed with him. He's my starting quarterback in fantasy because I, I have him and I. I he's he's going to start week one. Yeah. He's starting week one. Yeah, he's ready. Yes, he's good. I hope he's good, dude. I he's really gonna be do. solid. It's, it's a rookie year, so he's going to make a lot of mistakes. But. Yeah. So my fantasy draft last night was an auction, and like for you know craps mm-hmm. and giggles, I put Dak on the board, hoping that somebody would just bid him up, and nobody bid on him. So now I have Dak on my bench. I think Zeke's going to have a great year. I think you will too. Because especially coming off of the suspension, I think he's gonna have a monster year. He's gonna be, he's gonna be killing people. Yeah, the Giants, the Cowboys have two great running backs. I mean, they each have a great like running back. The Redskins have one of the greatest running backs of all time, the tail end of his career, and Adrian Peterson. The Eagles have the tandem of Ajaye and Clement, which should be pretty conductive. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very good. This productive year. Yeah, it should as be very well. productive. And we also have Sproles that's going to be in the mix. He's right. getting old, but, I mean, he's still going to be in the mix, so you can't count him out. Yep. So uh, that's about it for us today. Uh, you could catch the podcast somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know so, where yeah, we're going yeah, to post this podcast on Anchor. So what happens is, is Anchor is this app where you can um, – Post podcast stuff like that. It's on Spotify. You're gonna see. You can hear us on Spotify. You can hear us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts. I believe Beaker, Overcast, like all these podcast apps. That's what. That's the great thing about Anchor. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that. I mean, we could put it there if you want to put it there. Yeah, let's do that. And then also, you can catch it on uh, the Cowboy Radio yes. Mixcloud account, mixcloud.com/slash wybf. But yep, that's it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Make sure to keep a. Uh, Looking at the Twitter to see when our next show is going to yep. be. Follow me at JAW1224. Josh, what's your handle? And you can follow me at SANN underscore CHEZZZ. Yep, there so you have it. My last name, like Sanchez. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. All right, guys, have a good week. Yep, have a good week, guys. And uh, go birds. Go birds.